Yavada. We are, we are on Lamedalad Amid Aleph. We're actually in the middle of a Machlekes, but we'll just finish that off and we'll, we'll go weiter. So, so the Mishnah said, the Mishnah said that if a chazan makes a mistake, meaning he gets tripped up and is unable to continue, then the new reliever should start again, which we said yesterday is not true in the real world. First of all, if the reliever was paying attention the whole time, for sure mouthing along the words, but even just listening, he could step right in, seamless, seamless stepping in. That's if the reliever was cued in. If the reliever was not cued in, we said in the Gemara yesterday that Shemun Asri is divided in three parts. And, and this seemed to be no machlekes. The first three is one unit. And if the guy messes up anywhere in the first three, you have to start again. The, the third three, the last three, was one unit. And if you mess up anywhere there, you have to start again. And the middle, 1213, is one unit. It is there we had a machlekes. It is there we had a machlekes between Rav Huna and Rav Asi. Said the Gemara, Rav Asi said, Rav Asi said, the middle, you have to go back to Atachaynein. As if it's, as, that's what Rav Huna said, as if it's one unit. Rav Asi said, nah, I'm saying I'm Seder, there's no order. And therefore, even if you mess up, for instance, in Valam al-Shinim, we forget Valam al-Shinim, that was a really bad example. In al or in Shema Kaleinu, you, you don't have to go back because the brachas are each one an individual bracha. Asks the Gemara Kasha, and this is where we're up to, Lamedal and Medalef, Mosav Rabsheshes, it's a teeny bit below halfway down the Lamed, maybe even exactly halfway down the Lamed. Mosav Rabsheshes, Mehechanu Chayzer, where does the reliever come in and start from? From the beginning of the bracha where he messed up. I, Rav Huna, said that you have to go back to Atachaynein, to Yufta de Rav Huna. That's Mamash, a death knell to Rav Huna. Rav Huna said, it's all one big bracha, so if you mess up in the middle of Al-Atstikim Al-Achsidim, If you mess up in the middle of Baruch Atachaynein. It says here, you start from the bracha where you messed up. Answers the Gemara, no, you didn't listen when we were masberit. Yeah, the reason I said you go back to Atachaynin is because the whole middle brachas have a din of one unit. And therefore, when it says you go back to the beginning of the bracha, it means the bracha in quotations, the royal bracha, which is that whole unit of 12, 13 brachas. Okay, that was that. Now, says the Gemara, says the Gemara, a person is not allowed to ask for needs. You're not allowed to make any asks. Not in the first three brachas. And, and that's, that's what we've discussed in the past. The first three brachas are to praise Hashem. And therefore, for instance, if you forget Mashiv Ruach Merda Geshem, 
It's not an option to insert it in Shmakeilenu, like we said by the Saint Talmatul Bracha. Because the Saint Talmatul Bracha is an ask, and therefore, really, you can make up any asks in Shmakeilenu. But since the first three brachas are not an ask, if you messed up in the first three brachas, if you messed up in, in Mashmaruach, then where do you have to resume from? If you messed up in Mashmaruach, you have to start again Shmanesser because there's no asks there, so there's no makeup place for it. So the, the person should not ask for any, any asks in the first three brachas. And not in the final three, except in the middle. Everyone look, please, in the second to bottom tesis. It's a great tesis. Al Yishal Adam Tzrach of Lei Begimul Rishanis Lei Begimul Achreinis Pirsh Rabbeinu Chanan of Rabbeinu. It's not true. We ask for tons of things in the last three brachas. Yalvi Yalvi is there. You know, we say Amen three times in Yalvi. That's an ask. And then we ask, Sim Shalom. Hashem, give us Shalom. And then we ask, Barcheinu Avinu. Does that not sound like an ask to you? So how do you, how do you swallow this? How do you take this? At, says Taisus, Pirish Rabbeinu Hanan of Rabbeinu, Haidaf Galiachim. That's only individual asks. Avotzarket Sibor, public requests. Shoyalin, it's legitimate to ask for. That's why we say We say we say that in the first three brachas. So that's an ask, but it's in the first three. We say the krivitz. That's like some additions that they had for for different yom tov. We say yalav yavai. The rush says a gorgeous hesber. What's the difference? If the first three brachas are meant to praise the Rebbeinu and the last three brachas are meant to thank the Rebbeinu and only the middle brachas are meant to ask, what's the difference? Why does it help it if it's a public ask versus a private ask? Says the Rosh, Meiridik, when you ask for the public, when you're doing something for the public, that is in and of itself a praise. A public ask is in and of itself a praise that the public is following you. So Mayurdika speech for Isaac Batsayh and Sibor. That when you, when I ask something of you, I say, listen, my car is broken. Could you lend me your car for a week? There's no glory in that. It's a private ask. You're nothing special that I'm asking you. If if someone asks a private favor out of you, that's that's just pure favor. You, you have hundred dollars to lend me. I need to pay my cleaning lady. That's a private favor. Mashiach Kane, if I ask of you something for the tzibor, that's not an ask. It's a privilege. It's a it's a covenant. It's a praise to you that the tzibor needs rabin tzrichimloi. So zok the rush. That's the hesber and taisvus. That when you're asking for a tzibor, it's not a bzyoyness. It's not like you know. It's not degrading. You know, please, can I have hundred dollars? It's not degrading to. Ask for something like a yachid. When you ask for a tzibur, when you become the dover, the rabbin tzrichim boy, das alein is a shvach. It's mamish, it's a goof, it's gufa a shvach. That's the rush that has been this beautiful taisus. Continues the gemar. Continues the gemar. Um, 
the first brachas, the reason you can't ask, is It's like an Evid, we discussed this in the past, that he's first being Masader, the praises of his master. And we've, we've said in the past, this is for us. In other words, if you want tefillah to work, you've got to organize in your own mind the power of tefillah. So the first three brachas, the, the, the job that you're doing is describing the Rebbeinu Shalom's benevolence, not for the Rebbeinu Shalom's purpose, but for your purpose. And so Eois is Deimel Evet Shemavakish Prasmi Rabbi, the middle brachas is when you ask for the reward from your master. It's like a servant that you got paid. And now you're going away from. The Rambam says in Parak Aleph of Hilchas Tefillah that, that the, first three, the last three brachas are haida'a. The Rambam says that the last three brachas are haida'a. A lot of people ask, what do you mean the last three brachas are haida? If you look, the last three brachas are ritzei, which talks about returning Daveda to the base of Mikdash. The next one is haida, that's Maidim. And the last one is Simshalom. Give us peace, give us harmony, give us completion. How does the Rambam say that all three of the last brachas are haida? It's the Veltzkash on the Rambam. I was thinking, perhaps to say, the biggest thanks to somebody is showing them that you're using their gifts. The way you thank somebody is by saying, the blender you gave me, I make myself breakfast every day. In other words, that's the, that's the best thing. When someone gives a gift, they want to hear from you that it's not sitting on a shelf collecting dust, being a, a brick brack. It's not a knickknack. It's a useful addition to my life. My life has changed because of you. Showing that you're going to put the gift to use is the best thing. So that's the last three brachas. We, we asked a lot from you. Number one, give us back the base Amigdash, which is the ultimate place that we can serve you. Number two, thanks. Number three, the klimachzik bracha is shalom. Give us shalom, which is the ultimate use, the ultimate um, multiplier of gifts that we won't be able to use your gifts properly, which is what we want to do without Shalom. So that's, I think, the justification for the Rambam. Okay, continues the Gemara. There was once a yeshiva student. And he was davening the longest fila ever. So the rest of the yeshiva complained to Rebbe they said, oh my gosh, Rabbeinu, how long is this chazan? Not too long. Is he longer than Meish Rabbeinu? There's precedent for such a long tefillah. Meish Rabbeinu davened 515 times. He's not that bad. Meish davened for 40 straight days and 40 straight nights. That's not, Chazar Shratz may be long, but it's not that long. You have no makam to complain. And then, once again, in the same yeshiva, there was a story. There was once this Talmud, Shiyar Lefnei Ateva, he was the Chazan, Befnei Rebliyazer, same yeshiva, Vayimakatsi Yismidei, Mamish, the quickest feel ever. So you should know, you have this in every yeshiva. You have the guys that kvetch that Chazar Shratz is too long, 
You have the guys that quetch the Chazaras shots is too short. I will not comment which ones are more annoying. So says the Gemara. So the, the, the other group of Talmidim complained to the Rashiva. Look how slow, look how short this guy is. He has precedent. Was there anyone? Oh, 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 oh. So, so it doesn't sound. It doesn't sound like it's a tircha de tibur of art, even though that may be how I portrayed it. It doesn't sound like it's a tircha de tibur of art. It sounds like it's a chesaron and tefillah of art. The does heisdishat tefillah when it's too long. Does heisdishat tefillah when it's too short? To that, I believe I said it is. So he said, "I'm like kum katsim yaisim imayshur abenu. Is he shorter than imayshur abenu?" Because Moshe Rabbeinu, it says by him, Kel Narafan Allah. And as soon in the parasha, Kel Narafan Allah, that that was the shortest tefillah in all of the Torah. It's a chvez, four or seven, nine, eleven letters long. It's a, that's the shortest tefillah. So he's not shorter than Moshe Rabbeinu. So now the question is, now the question is, so which one are you supposed to do? Okay, fine, you're right. There's precedent for a super long, precedent for a super short. We're not going to say Moshe Rabbeinu was long and short on a random basis. So what drove what drove Moshe Rabbeinu? What drove Moshe Rabbeinu? So the the Marsha Yaakov says I don't know if this is what you meant. Marsha says there's a difference when he's davening for a yachid he was short. When he's davening for tshuva for a rabbim he was long. That's not you meant you meant to but like that. I saw in the Sharmam Tzion Balacha beautiful. I saw in the Sharmam Tzion Balacha he says like this. It depends. Is tefillah your only resource that you're employing right now? Or is tefillah a preliminary resource, an opening salvo, but really you're going to have another resource deployed? So when you're talking about tshuva, which is what the first tefillah was that Moshe Rabbeinu's Davin Klaizor should be forgiven for the Egel, that is tshuva. There's only one address for tshuva. is the Rebbein so all your eggs are in that basket. Your tefillah is your only recourse, it's your only resource, it's your only method, and therefore you're putting all your eggs in that basket, and therefore that is a time to go all in on davening and to daven your head off for as long as possible. When you're talking about refuah, when you're talking about refuah, the, the halacha is, the Torah tells us, v'rapa yirapa, mekan shenitem so yes, tefillah is a necessary, vital component that you have to remember where ultimately the refuah comes from. But lamaisa tefillah is only a preliminary resource and you're supposed to get busy. You're supposed to do something. Zat sham balacha, when tefillah is only a preliminary resource and you're going to act on your own, you're going to employ other devices, then your tefillah is short. He didn't bring this sham balacha, but I think it's Mamash the Pasuk and the Torah. When, when Klal Yisrael was faced with the Kriyas Yamsuf and the sea was in front of them and they, they cried to Hashem and Raji says, as it's a Shavach, they started davening. So HaKadosh Baruch said, Why are you crying? Stop the davening. You got to act. Jump in and it'll work. When you have to do something you have to realize, and it's, it's a Tifa message over here, when you really have to act, yes, you have to daven to get your head in the right place, to realize where everything comes from, 
but, but don't spend all day davening. Do your part. Do your part. You can't like daven for Parnassah for nine hours and then not go to work. You know, the Samarov said, the Samarov said, you know, the day with the Tefillah Saman. So, you know, so everyone's busy. The Samarov says, the school for Parnassah is to be at your desk by nine. Then the Samarov says, the, the biggest school for Parnassah. You could daven before nine. You could get up at 5 a.m. and say the Tefillah Saman for five hours, but four hours, but but by nine, you got to be at your desk. I think that's the vart that Sharm and Siyan Balach is saying. That when, when the tyrant demands of you another action, short tefillah is in order. Yes, yeah. So it wasn't, but no, I think he's making a paradigm out of it. Yes, yes. Yes. Okay. Says the Gemara. Says the Gemara. Actually, this is a. Sugyan halacha, this next one line. Amrib Yankiv, Amrib Chizda, Kalam Bavakish, Rachamim Machaveray. If a person is davening for another yid, for another person, in Sarach Lahaz Kirshma, you do not need to mention the name of the chayla you're davening for. Shinamar Kel Na, Rafan Na La, Moshe davened for Miriam, Valekamat Kirshma de Miriam. He didn't mention her name. So now, First of all, let's, let's get this out there. Yay. Why is that a good thing that you didn't mention the person's name? So the answer to that is, a lot of the farms say, is that the more a person can avoid being singled out in front of the Rebbeinu Shalalem, the better shape he's in. When a person is singled out in front of the Rebbeinu Shalalem, then that may cause an inspection. Our goal in life is to avoid inspection. Our goal in life is to be sold wholesale. When, when the store buys 500 suits, the guy doesn't inspect each suit to make sure it's missing a thread. When you buy a suit retail in the store, you're like busy looking, is, you know, is it right, is it not right? Our goal in life is to stay wholesale. We don't want to be inspected, we want to stay part of the crowd. Don't notice me, I'm just one person. That's why, the scariest day of the year is Rosh Hashanah, because we're over the fun of Kivnei Marim. That's why the scariest thing is to die, because then you get inspected like, you know, like an esrig in a magnifying glass. And then, you know, the Yom Hadin. In fact, the Gemara talks about, you don't want to ever be singled out. Chaim Shemulevitz used to be makba not to get Ali in a serious way true. I don't want to be singled out. Kivegri used to always say, You don't want to be singled out. So when a person is sick and you have to mention their name, there's, it's like a double-edged sword. It's, it's a balance. On one hand, you want to be davened for. On the other hand, you don't want to be singled out. So that explains the backdrop of this Gemara. If at all we can avoid saying a person's name, especially when he's sick, that is a mila. To which the Gemara says, that's the sentence before the sentence. To which the Gemara says, fine, you don't have to mention the person's name when he's sick. Says the Morgan Avram, and this is how the Mishnah Brura Paskins, this is only when you are in the Chayla's presence. This is only when you're in the Chayla's presence. When you're in the Chayla's presence, when you're in the Chayla's presence, you're able to not say their name. When you're not in the Chayla's presence, and it's a, it's already a, you know, it's not Pasha you're talking about, you have to mention the person's name. One last thing. Dagomach Nefraim says, Rafa na is Gematria Yecheved Miriam. 
or Miriam Yecheved. Which means, even though you didn't mention the person's name, to be Miramis to the person's name is always fine. Okay. Says the Gemara. Says the Gemara. I want to read one more Taisa, so I want to start this Gemara. Tanra Bonam. Elu Brachis, the following Brachis, Sha'adam Seichabahen, that a person should bow. Ba'avis Tchilavisayf. You should bow in the beginning of Avis, like we do Barachatah Hashem Alekeinu Alekeinu Barachatah Hashem Mogen Avraham in the beginning and end of Avis. We're not getting into the knee, the waist bowing. We'll do that at a different time on Amid Beis. But you need to bow in the beginning and end of the first bracha. And you have to bow in the beginning and end of Moedim, which is what we do. Moedim Anach Nulach and Barachatah Hashem Hakel Aydais. All right, David Aydais. Deshim Chol Chanel Aydais. Let's say a person wants to go machmer, add on, do more. We teach him No, don't, don't do that. This is the advised amount. First bracha and moedim. More than that, unadvisable. And we go and we make a point and tell him. Asks Taisvis the obvious kasha. What do you care if the guy bow? Let him bow from now till Tuesday straight. Who cares? Why does it bother you? Why are you stopping him from bowing? It's a big din in halacha. Frank Taisvis in the bottom Taisvis. Let him bow all day night and all day and all night long. What do you care? Says Taisvis, no. No, it's not a free-for-all. If the Chachamim say something, you can't just go and be machmer on it. It's inappropriate for a person to say, yeah, that's what the Chachamim said, I'm going to be machmer. We will get in somebody's face, which is something we really try to avoid. We will get in somebody's face and say, that is improper. What, what's improper about it? Am I hurting anyone? Am I doing any surim? Am I taking money from anyone? Am I causing anyone problems? No, 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 no. So why are you bothered by me? Why are you stopping me? Says Taisus, because it is our job, it's the public's collective job, to tell people, no. When the Chachamim said something, they knew what they were doing, and for you to add on just just because, just because you want to add on and do more and be machmer, we tell you, no, that is not right, and you stop it. This is an incredible tesis. You can't get the impression that you can be machmer wherever you want. You can't be machmer wherever you want. If a chumr is justified and called for, more power to you. If a chumr is uncalled for, there's no Indian to bow by slach lanu. So if a chumr is not called for, we will stop someone from being machmer more than they should. Is it fine if 